0: He took such pains to remember. After a while, he had Bessie get in the back seat. Why? I guess he was jealous of Mullins. Did he have any reason to be more jealous of Mullins than of the others? I don't know. What happened when the car got past the airport? We pulled over. For what reason? The witness studied the ceiling at even greater length hesitated, finally said, with a quick glance at Ward, who was staring at him, "'Because Bessie refused to go any farther.' He seemed to be saying, "'I'm sorry, but it's the truth, and I swore to tell the whole truth.' "'Bessie didn't want to continue on to Nagalis. "'No, sir.' "'Why not?' "'I don't know.' "'What happened when you pulled over like that?' There was the expression again, which had to be service lingo. Latrine duty. Bessie went off on her own? The wait was even longer than the previous times, and his gaze stayed fixed on the ceiling. What I do remember is that when she came back, she was with Ward. Bessie came back? Yes, sir. She got in the car again? Yes, the car made a U-turn and took the highway back to Tucson. At what moment did Bessie leave the car? At the second stop, right after the U-turn, Bessie told Ward she wanted to talk to him. She was in the back, next to you. Yes. Sergeant Ward stopped the car. They both got out. In which direction did they go? Over towards the railway tracks. Were they gone a long time? Sergeant Ward returned after twenty, twenty-five minutes. You checked the time. I didn't have a watch on. He returned alone. Yes, he said, to hell with her. That'll teach her. What was he referring to? That I don't know, sir. You found it perfectly natural to return to town and abandon a woman in the desert? O'Neill did not reply. What did you talk about along the way? We didn't talk. Had you brought along anything to drink? Was there a bottle in the car? I don't remember. When Ward dropped you off in town, across from the bus station, did he tell you he was going back to look for Bessie? No, he didn't say anything. You weren't surprised that he didn't drive you back to the base? I never thought about it. What did you do then, you and Corporal Van Fleet and Woe Lee? We took a taxi. What did you talk about then? Nothing. Who had decided to take the taxi? I don't know, sir. How long was it between the moment when Ward and Mullins left you and when you took the taxi? Three minutes, maybe? More like two. They really were stubborn children, who obviously had something to hide, yet refused to give anything away. But why go about the interrogation in that fashion anyway? Maygray squirmed on his seat. He all but raised his hand to ask a question as if he too were still a schoolboy. Suddenly spotting Harry Cole in the doorway, He blushed. How long had Cole been watching him with that satisfied smile? From the door, his colleague made signs, meaning, I suppose you'd prefer to stay. And in a little while, he went quietly away, leaving Maygray to his new passion. Where did the taxi drop you off? At the place where we'd stopped the second time. At the precise spot? It was dark, so I can't say. We did try to remember the exact spot. What did you talk about on the drive out? We didn't talk. And you sent the taxi away? How did you plan on getting back to town and then out to the base? By hitchhiking. What time was it? Around three-thirty. You didn't see Ward's car anywhere? You never saw either him or Dan Mullins? No, sir. O'Neill avoided looking at Ward, whose gaze never left him, and when their eyes did meet... The witness seemed to apologize, like a man obliged to do his duty. What did the three of you do once you got out of the taxi? We went in the direction of Nogales, then came back towards Tucson, walking beside the railway tracks. It never occurred to you to search for her on the other side of the highway? No, sir. Why not? I don't know. Did you walk for a long time? Maybe an hour? Without seeing anyone? Yes, sir. Without talk.